Hello, this is Tony Speaks, and this is my lovely wife, Kim. We are the founders and co-creators of the lifestyle brand and podcast, Becoming Disciplined. Every week we meet, learn from, and share best practices with highly disciplined men and women from a variety of fields and endeavors. Follow us on our journey. If you have reached middle age, or if you are a younger person hoping to reach middle age, you will understand what I'm about to talk about. All of us middle-aged folk have that one friend who has refused to age with the rest of us. We all have that one friend who has vampire-like tendencies. We have that one friend who's like Pharrell, the music producer. Today, you get a chance to talk to that one friend of mine, Sean Amici Bowser. Today, you get a chance to talk to my old army battle buddy. Today, fitness enthusiast, salesperson extraordinaire, Sean Bowser is becoming disciplined. Today on Becoming Disciplined, we interview fitness enthusiast and salesperson extraordinaire, Sean Amici Bowser. Sean, welcome to Becoming Disciplined. We are so honored to have you. All right, thank you. How are you doing? How's everyone doing today? Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, Sean, before you educate us and share your current story, I think it's good for my audience to be aware of your context. Every superhero has an origin story. Sean, where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Um, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And um, I am in the, I'm, uh, I'm 48 years old, so I grew up, I guess you could say the 70s, 80s, and 90s. In Jackson, that's my formation. Uh, I guess you could say my mother. Okay, um, yeah, my mother is um, grew up during the civil rights era, so I'm the next generation after that. You know. Now remember, uh, for our audience, uh, Sean and I were in the military together. Oh, I remember yeah, okay. moms. I, I didn't mention that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mom, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I remember you telling us that uh, moms sometimes would even have. Mom and dad would have like sometimes civil rights leaders come over to the house and everything else when you were growing up. Yeah, uh, matter of fact, in particular, Jesse Jackson spent the night at our house twice. And this was in the early 80s. I was a young man. I remember that. Uh, actually, this is when he was running for president the first time. I don't know if you remember. He ran in 84. That's right. I remember. So I know he did. I remember him doing a fundraiser at our house. This was in, so I was like 10 years old. I remember that. Um, going to 11. So. Yeah, and because my, my, my stepfather was actually, and actually, Aries, I don't think you know this because, you know, after we got out of the military, uh, my stepfather was a city councilman in Jackson for, for like 15 years. Like, I think, I think he did three terms. And then at one point, he was the interim mayor uh, at Jackson, in Jackson. And he also, now his day job, he was a professor, a uh, political science professor for over 40 years. And he retired. I think I think Leslie retired about six seven years ago. Wow! And uh, believe it or not, at at one point he was also the interim president of Jackson State for a school year mm. after uh, Ronald Mason left. Wow! So he he's done a lot in his life. Um, he's always been, um, I guess you could say, a mentor as well as not only my stepfather but a mentor, and as well as somebody that I looked up to. You know. Mm. That's good to know. That's good to know. Now, you mentioned uh, Mr. Leslie. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe he's the answer to this next question. When you yeah. were a child, was there someone who inspired you with that level of discipline? Uh, he uh, Definitely him. It, it could, I guess you could say him. Yes. Uh, definitely, because he was very disciplined, and he instilled discipline on us. <laughs> Even when we rebelled, he, all, he, he believed in the rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Even though he was my stepfather, I remember my mother telling him, he has permission to 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 spank you. Oh wow! You know, it, it, so there's no, it wasn't no. Hey, you're not my daddy. You know, none of that. You know, it was like he, he has that permission, and he used it. <laughs> wow! 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 So now, let me ask that question for any of our parents who are listening today. Do you think the spanking helped, or do you think it hurt, or what are your what are your thoughts on spanking for all all of us? Who uh, you know? Who are uh, uh, parents in training? Are you talking talk to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the spanking helps? Honestly, honestly I, I 
I'm sorry. I know I know we live in a PC world and cancel culture. Uh, I think spanking helps, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I even taught school. I know I know. I told you this. I taught school one year out here in Dallas. Uh-huh. And you can see how there's no discipline at the house by the way the kids act at the school. Mm. And I'm not and I'm not saying it has to be spanking, but maybe it's a generational thing. You can just tell, you know, from 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 um, from the way the kids act, the way they talk to us as teachers, the way they talk to their parents, the way they didn't they didn't have any like like as far as getting suspended or or or, or even fucking school, they had not a care of the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I remember when me and you were kids, I know kids that flunked. You got laughed at. Right, you know, right, you, right. You literally right. got laughed at. But I remember when I taught school, man, I had kids. And I taught seventh grade. And I remember you had you either 12 or 13 in seventh grade because your birthday might have came in the middle of the year. I was teaching kids that was as old as 16. Wow. I had I had one kid with a beard like yours. Like a, wow. like no, a goatee. Like he had a goatee. Driving wow. School in seventh grade. Wow. And he had no business being there. Man. That sounds like uh, one of those guys that used to beat up, beat up kid and play in the house party movies. Like, like uh, uh, full force. Yeah, full force. Full <laughs> <laughs> force. Like you know, you know, doggone well they was they, they, they looked like they were thirty. Like, I, <laughs> they were twenty. They were thirty. <laughs> now, uh, for our listening audience, when I contact other people who I've served with in the military, we have all aged considerably. And one of the reasons why I invited Sean on today is uh, Sean, uh, he has not aged like the rest of us. Amen. So he, he has he has discovered the fountain of youth. So, Sean, what about your lifestyle do you believe contributes to your uh, Pharrell-like agelessness? Amen. So because you uh, and Pharrell, y'all are drinking from the same fountain. Man, you're crazy. You're crazy man. <laughs> well, I'm a- I'm gonna tell you what I okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you some simple things, man. And, and now I'm not perfect. I do fall off the wagon. I told you, I had some PF chains and I'm paying for it. Right. And, right. and I know that sounds very trivial. You know, all you have was PF chains. But um, as we get older, man, I I, I realized now. Okay, let me take it back. I started getting really serious about working out when I was in my late twenties because you know you remember you remember years. I was skinny. Right. I was I was a skinny dude. You know. I remember. You know, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't stock it at all. What was I? I think I was one sixty five. Right. Even when I came home from the military and I was in college, I probably was still like one fifty, one sixty five. I was still that weight all the way up into my late twenties. And then I just started. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to get get a little bigger. You know, I wanted a little size. So I started working out, and I used to work out with other people because we, you know, you wanted to look good. And um, right. I just started, like you say, like. I'm, I'm using discipline is I started having the discipline to to actually go to the gym every day. Um, now, now, now pay in mind, we, you know, back then we, we 25, 26, 27. So you can eat what you want. Right. You know, right now that working out four or five days a week and constantly doing that gave me the discipline and also gave me confidence too, because, um, you know, things happen in your life, man, you know, that, 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 you know, setbacks or whatever, you know, so sometimes that'll, that'll affect your confidence as far as dealing with people, as far as dealing with relationships, as far as dealing with working. But, um, I always took my, my, um, if I had something bad going on in my life, I could take it to the gym and, and take it out on the weights. You know what I mean? Mm, I Instead you. of taking it out on myself or taking it out on anybody else. Right. So that gives me, as far as discipline, that gave me discipline to, to, to just, to get up in the morning or the evening and go to the gym, you know, and do it day after day, even though you don't want to do it. You know, some days you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in, in turn, as far as growing older, because of that discipline and going to the gym all the time, that has uh, helped me out as far as, like you say, uh, I guess, keeping me looking young. Now, one thing that I do now is I had to stop. Now, one thing I do, well, let me take it. One thing I do now, I don't eat like I used to. like. Um, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you. I got high blood pressure now. Wow. Um, I don't know if it's hereditary. I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Now wow. I couldn't put my tinfoil hat on and say it, it could have came from COVID because I did have COVID mm. you know, last year. Right. <clears throat> but I'm not gonna do that. I mean, it is what it is. So 
Now I've totally cut back on what I eat at all. Like I don't eat any pork at all. Like I, I I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm from Mississippi, man. I enjoy ribs and, and barbecue, <laughs> right, right, you know, right, right. and oxtails and 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 you know, and chick fried chicken, everything. But you know, I can't eat that anymore. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. Because uh, I don't want to stroke out. Amen. Amen. I, I walked around. My blood pressure was like 160 over 100. You wow. know, and I, you know, I had to go to the emergency room. Um, and I, I had to get that taken care of, man. So now, like you saw me, you know, before we got on, you know, line, I eat that. I was eating that fruit bowl. You know, I have to, I have to eat like that now. Sure. And also, sure. what I also do, uh, I don't know if anybody else knows about this. I also do something called intermittent fasting. Okay. And I do what you call us. Well, you, you you know about it, Eric. You told me about that. You were doing it. That's right. That's right. So That's what, right. what I do is I try to do a 16-8 intermittent fasting. Like my first meal, actually, my first meal was like at one. I had some oatmeal, you know, mm -hmm. a protein shake at one. So I give myself an eight-hour window. You know what I mean? Right. And that actually works because it keeps your, it keeps, I think when, you, when you're not even, at 16 hours, it, it burns that fat. You know what I mean? So right. it keeps. It keeps you. It keeps you a little leaner. You know. You, you know what I'm saying. That's good. That's instead good. of like gorging, like instead of like eating because you want to eat. You know. Right. Like I, I did keto before and everything. Keto works too. Now I, I tried that too. That works too. But that that takes an insane amount of discipline to do That's keto. Right. An insane amount. Yes. Yes. You can't eat carbs. <laughs> <laughs> you did keto too, right? I did it for a very brief time, but staying in ketogenesis uh, is uh, is pretty tough. It, it, I'm gonna tell you it works because now another thing is this. Now I don't know if you noticed because you know you know you haven't seen me in a while. It was I was at a point where I was heavy. I was about right. two fifty. Right. Uh, when I first came out here because I, I started eating a lot of food, you know. Because out here in Dallas, when you live in a big city like this, you always on the go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You always you always in your car. It take it take forty five minutes to get everywhere. So right. What's the best thing to do? You gonna go to Mickey D's? Get you two. Uh, uh, Two egg muffins or a Big Mac, or you're gonna go to Whataburger. They got a place down here called Whataburger. <laughs> I heard you're about it. Yes. Or you're gonna go to, uh, or it's a lot of, or here it's a lot of Mexican places to eat, you know, mm. in Texas. Right. You know, Mexican food is awesome, but it has a lot of bread and carbs and, 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 and you know, all that carbs and fat. It has a lot of that. Right. So when I moved out here, I was like 210 in awesome shape. I ballooned up to about 250. You know, mm -hmm. a couple years later. So I did do keto, and it works. I, I did keto about six months. It, I went from two fifty to like two fifteen. Wow. Um, right now I'm at two twenty five, okay. and um, you know I, I can stand to lose a, a few pounds, but you know we're our worst critic. You know what I mean? Amen. Amen. You know, you, Amen. Like you telling me I look good, I'm thinking like, man, I need to tighten up right here. Right, 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 right. I curse, man. My bad. Okay. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. This is not a religious podcast. This is not. A, no, that's not a religious podcast. I won't even take okay. it out. Amen. But yeah, um, um, yeah, that discipline, man, is just that helps you in life, man. Actually, now, did you want? I'm, I'm sorry. Was there was there more questions? Dad? I mean, no, I got some more. Qu I got another question for you. Um, like you said, at one point you were pretty thin, and then. Uh, in your late 20s, early 30s, you started yes. to put on some muscle mass. Yes. My question was, uh, it's really a two-sided question. Okay. One, was there something that, was there an event? Was there something that made you angry that ticked you off? Was it was it a love that was lost? Was it, was it something that snapped to take you to that next level where you put on all of that muscle mass? Or was it just a habitual thing where... You followed a good habit. Okay, okay. You gonna you gonna laugh about this? You gonna laugh at this? Okay. So it was, it was an event. Okay. So myself and some friends, you know, we were still relatively young. You know, what was I twenty five then? Twenty six. Anyway, I was still doing young stuff. Okay, so Dave, this is the year. I think this was nineteen ninety nine or two thousand when I really started to get serious in it. So this was when. Um, they used to have something called, okay, Tallahassee, Florida is where FAMU is. They okay. used to have something called Kappa Luau okay. in the spring. <laughs> so right, right. for some reason, it was about five of us. We was like, man, we're going to get it right. We're going to join a gym. We're going to put some weight on. We're going to go down there. We're going to, you know, mac on some honeys. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just, yeah, yeah. going down. So I think it was in April. And um, like January, we went to the gym. Oh. 
I've got to tell you this. What also helped me put on muscle mass is because I discovered creatine. Oh, uh, okay. Creatine? okay. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, I've heard about it. So I remember I was 165. By the time we got to that thing, I was like 185, 190. And you couldn't tell me nothing. Now, it was water <laughs> weight, you know, looking back, but I was bigger. You know what I mean? I put on some weight. Because I was right, always right, right. thin, man. I, you know, I got a big head. You know, I got, you know, my head was relatively, was relatively, especially back then, it was relatively big for my size. I just want right. to grow with, you know, like you said, I wanted that confidence. So that event, that event caused me to work out. And then I remember um, guys, after that after that event, guys started dropping off. You know what I mean? They started, right, they started right. coming to the gym. I kept going. And then I found some more guys in Jackson that liked to work out like me. So we would meet up every, you know, Monday through, we would meet up Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's how I really got into it because I, to tell you, you know, the people on the podcast and everything, the best, the best way to work out is to have a workout partner. Now, because you need somebody there to motivate you. That's awesome. Like right that's now, awesome. at this age, I don't have a workout partner. But you know what, what motivates me now? I still play basketball. Now, I'm a little older now. My win is not like it used to be. But I got to go out there and play ball because I like the competition. It gives me a reason to, like, Maybe I'm not saying like a, a fake enemy or something, but like that competition, you know, like I need right. that competition to, to 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 fuel my drive, you know, for me to work out and for me to run harder and get get up and down and score. Even though are you still dunking? Hmm? Are you still dunking? Hell, no. sorry, <laughs> say, hell no, no man, I'm, no. The knees are shot. I wear braces uh, now, man. When I, when I go, when I go to gym. I wear braces. Hey man, that's part of life, man. That's part of life. I'm going to tell you something funny. You're going to laugh at this. When I first came to Texas, I really was playing ball back then. Right. And, um, man, we were playing, man. I was about 40 years old then. And, like, dude was like, I got school. Like, I got school. <laughs> I'm like, who told you? School is school. Like, you know, like, I got old school right here. I'm like, Because <laughs> out here, man, it's funny. You go from, like, being a, you know, what's up, dog, a player that then they call you school. Wow. Then wow, you get wow. real old, they start calling you pop. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> how do we get to the point where they call us pops, man? How did yeah, how that's do we get saying, like, there was one dude out there, like, yeah, I got pops. But he was like, but he could still run the floor. He was like 60. <laughs> that's good. They man. call him pops, man. That's good. That's good, brother. That's good. Now, once upon a time, like you said, you worked as a counselor, but recently you made a shift into sales. Yeah. Can you tell us what inspired that move and how are you liking that move so far? So, okay, I'm going to be honest with this one. Okay. So when I moved out here in 14, I taught school that one year. I knew I didn't like that, man. First of all, I was too old to be teaching school. Teaching school is a young man's game, getting into it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, when you're 40 years old trying to teach school, man, you don't have a lot of patience. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. So then I worked at AT&T. I did that for a year. But I, I wasn't satisfied with that job either. Right. So I, w- I was looking for work. And I'm just being honest. So I had a friend. Um, I had a friend that went out to uh, the name of the place is called NFM. or it was, it, it's, it's short for Nebraska Punishment Mark. Sure. Um, there are four locations. So where I work is where I work at is, is the biggest furniture store in America. Mm-hmm. It's six hundred thousand square square feet of showroom space. Sure. And there's a one point two million square foot warehouse behind it. Wow. But long story short, my friend went out there. Now this is about to be funny what I'm about to say. So you know, it's it actually my line brother. He went out there, he, he was walking around, and he said, Man, all the black people, all the black guys worked there were smiling, they were happy, you know what I mean? They were happy. <laughs> They like, like, you need smell, man. You good? Like, he was like, he was like, no, I'm good, man. Like, looking around, like, everybody's so happy. So he said, he pulled one brother to the side. He said, hey, man, I got so happy there. He was like, man, uh, it was a manager. It was, it was actually the guy that ended up hiring me. Got him actually simple. He was like, man, that's because guys out here making thirty, forty dollars an hour. Wow. And he was like, he was like, I know the guy that he, that, that can work here. And then he he told me that, you know, he said, man. You need to go out there and, you know, try to get on there. Right. And uh, he gave me the guy's card. Mm. So I had an interview. Man, I didn't know nothing about sales, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I know I knew nothing about sales. Right. Um, I, you know, I was in education research. That was my background. Sure. I was sitting in the office. 
So I've been out there for over five years. Now, let me tell you this. I've been in three departments. I started off in the computer department because he was the manager of the computer department. He gave me a chance. Right. Now, I was a little bit above average. I wasn't great. You know what I mean? I was learning my way. When you're selling computers, computers are very technical. You right. have to tell them how many bits, storage, speed, you know, you know, you know, you can't. We, so it's a different between selling. I, I always say when you sell a computer, it's an object. When you're selling right. furniture, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's good to know. So if I'm selling you a computer, you don't care about you don't care about how it looks or how the keys feel. You care about what it what it can do, you know, like typing, how fast it is, right, the, speed, right, right. the graphics, you know, right. what, is are you gonna get uh are you gonna get viruses? So I did that for six months. I I, top, I topped out at like twenty two dollars an hour, you know, because we we're on we're it's, it's all commission. Sure. So um uh, another guy gave me a chance upstairs, a guy named uh, Kevin. He was the manager of clearance. Now, clearance was actually what, what, it, what, it, what the word is. It was a clearance department for, for furniture. So at, at our store, you know, if people return the furniture, we don't put it back on the floor for you to, uh, you know, we don't, we, don't, we don't sell it new again. We put it in clearance. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. We knock the price down and sell it in clearance. Right. So that's when I learned how to sell furniture. That's when I started realizing I was good at this. And that, mm-hmm. that actually changed my life. You know, that that my income increased dramatically. You know, you know what I mean? Wow, wow, that's good. So um, um, I was real good at, at selling furniture. Um, because when you're selling furniture, you want them to sit down on it. You want them to feel it. You want them to lay on it. You want to know how the, how the color looks, how the house looks. Now, you have to be a good salesman. You have to you have to give them a, a vision. You have to be like, okay, if this is in your house, where are you going to put it? How much room do you have? How far is it going to be from the TV? Where are you going to put the TV? Mm-hmm. What is this fabric like? Do you like leather? Do you tend to sweat when you're on leather? Mm-hmm. Would you? Do you have pets? Do you have small children? You have to come with them. You have to. You basically have to fill them out to right. get what they want. Then the main thing you got to do is you got to give them a few choices. You got to give them at least three choices. Mm-hmm. You don't steer them one 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 thing because everybody needs a choice. You know what I'm saying? As far as like what they like, right? But uh, but at the same time, okay, let's say they come and they say I like brown or I like dark gray. You show them three different dark gray sets or three different brown sets. Or if they if they're looking for a color, you have to tell them, okay, let me show you these shades of these colors. So this is going to be a darker brown. This is going to be like a medium brown. This might be a rust brown. And then you take it from there. Also, you need to know the main thing. What's the main thing? The price. Okay. The, okay. the thing about our furniture store, we sell we sell everything from starter furniture. I call it starter furniture. You know what I'm saying? Apartment furniture. Sure. All the way to if you have a 5,000 square foot house. Okay. So you can buy a couch net for $300. Or you can buy a couch net for $10,000. Mm. It's what you can afford and what, what looks nice. Right, 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 right. That's good. That's and good. You because if you if you come in there, you got a young couple in their twenties. You know, they might they might have some money, or they might not. You right. have to you have to fill them out. Like I always tell them, I don't say, "Well, what can y'all afford?" You can't say that. You got to be nice about it. You got to say, "Well, let me ask you this: what's your what's your price point?" Right, 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 right. Like, what's your price point? That's good. And that's good. And that's good. You like it, don't you? Like that's good. Like yeah, that's nice. That's <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm gonna tell you another thing too, man. Um, <laughs> it's funny, man. Like about selling furniture, man, is that uh, I always try to come to work looking very neat every day. That's good. You know what I mean? That's good. Because you know I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a big guy. You know I'm not small. Right, right, right. I can be a little. I can look a little intimidating. Right. So, like right now at my job, you don't have to wear a tie, but I still wear a tie every day. Mm. I I, ha- I feel like I have to wear a tie. I don't right. feel like I'm dressed up unless I wear a tie. Right, right, right. Have you ever tried glasses to kind of like soften the appearance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna hold it. They're gonna hold it right there, man. That's the old <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I wasn't trying to jaw. I was just—I uh, was just curious. No, man, I never done that. I, I might try that, man. I never done that. I know—I know another guy that does that. He, um, 
you know, he got dreads and stuff, and like you know, he he softens it with glasses. Okay, okay, all right, you know, all right. I, I, you're right though; it does soften. Right, 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 right. I like that. Oh. That's funny. <laughs> no, I wouldn't try to be funny. You're right. These guys do that. Okay, okay. Now, what have you learned about furniture quality, or what? How has oh, been in the business for five years? How has it changed you regarding your choice of furniture? Okay, like in my house right now, I know. Well, I'm. A, I can't. I'm not gonna say no names because, like you said, this is on a podcast, and I don't want to get. You know, I don't want to talk about a certain furniture company. Right, right, right. And you know, get you know, people be like, "Well, that guy says don't buy it." But let me right. tell you like this: it's a certain popular furniture company that everybody likes it. it, it they have a lot of stores, but their furniture is not that well. It's not that great. Now, before I sold furniture, I didn't know any better. So you would have thought, "Man, they got to be great. They got they got six hundred locations all over in America." Right, right, right. But right. when you start working there, let me tell you like this: let me tell you like this: you have some furniture that has hard that's made out of hardwood, right? And then you have some furniture that's made out of Particle board. Mm-hmm. You have some furniture you know in your mind because you're a salesman. You've been working there five years. You know if I sell them this piece and it's fake leather, and I know it's fake leather, but if I lie to them and say it's real leather, that about two years they're gonna be they're gonna be mad at me, right? Because it's gonna peel, right? So let me tell you some good brands. So okay, good brands: Flex Steel, Bernhardt, uh, Bassett. You heard of Bassett, right? Yes, yes. So we we sell all the, we sell all the things. Um, we have some middle middle. So let me tell you like this about my store. Like I told you before, <clears throat> there's something for everybody. So, but what I try to do is I'm not gonna sell you this piece because you said, well, man, I got six hundred dollars, man, and and um, you know, I'm just looking for something. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask you first. What if I can? What if you can spend eight hundred? And it'll last you seven years instead of spending six hundred in the last two years. Mm. What if you can get more wear out of your out of your product? That's good. That's you know good. what I mean? Okay, like the furniture on now. The designer is called Michael Nicholas. Everybody knows he's a good designer. I got lucky because I worked there. I right. caught out of clearance at half price. Now this is a thousand dollar couch, but I got it for four ninety nine. Oh, it's nice. But um, I knew it was quality. Like the only thing, only thing wrong with my only thing wrong with this, can you see it? Yes, yes. So it's a simple, it's simple thing, you know. It ain't. But um, it's, it, it has down feather in it, you know, down feather. So it has okay. actual feathers in it. So sometimes the feathers come out of the, you know, come out, you know what I mean? They, they, that's the only problem I have with this, but it's very solid. It's almost like a bed. Like if I, if I have company, like my, you know, family come over or whatever, they can sleep on this couch. It's like a bed, as big as a bed. Wow, wow. The couch is eight feet long. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, those feathers come out of my sofa, too. So I thought that was just my sofa. So that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Down, down feather's good. It, it, I mean, it has you have synthetic foam and you have down feather. Now, I also got this. Uh, let me see. That's my, that's my, little, that's my little, little recliner right there. Right, now, right. Now, that's about flex steel. The power recliner with power, uh, power headrest and also power lumbar for your lower back. Okay. The big thing about that is this, is that um, flex steel is known for their durability because it's made with reinforced steel. That's why it's called flex steel. Okay. Like they actually have reinforced steel, you know, in the frame. That's good. So if you're a big guy or anything, it's not going to sink. It's not going, you know, I've had it. I've had both these pieces over three years. I've had no problems. Now, only thing wrong, working in the furniture store, you see new pieces all the time. So you're like, man, I'm going to get that new piece. Right. So I got my own new piece that I want. Right, I'm gonna right. get it sooner later, but um, yeah, like again, you get what you pay for, man. You know, that's good. Like, that's good. <clears throat> what have you learned about human psychology, about people that you never know before you started working here? Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is in your time zone. At least on my time, it's it's after church and. I don't know about you, sometimes after church I'm just lacking energy. Courtney. Yes. Can you get me can you get me a uh one of them vitamins that your mama takes? There you go, Daddy. Mm. Let me try one of these. 
tastes pretty good. My God, my God, Q! What do you have in there? It's made with vitamins B9 and B12. It's it's great for my overall health. It's made with pectin, a unique fiber in fruit peels. It's simple and delicious. Kim, did you know that more people search apple cider vinegar in the U.S. than tea? Google has 15,000 people searching that word every day in the U.S. alone. Kim, how can more people get this gummy? If you want to support the podcast, or if you're looking to improve your health, you can order these gummies at https forward slash forward slash go.goalie.com forward slash becoming disciplined. Don't forget to use our promo code becoming disciplined. I learned, I mean, okay, I've learned a lot of things. Number one, don't ever prejudge someone. You could be the bummiest looking cat coming in there and have $100,000 in your pocket or in your bank account. Wow. wow. And people, sometimes people have a, have a tendency to do that, to prejudge. You never prejudge. My thing is this. If you're in there, you want something. You're looking for something. That's good. You know, you come in there, you got to be looking for something. That's right. That's uh, right. Number two, um, you have different types of buyers. You have analytical people. You have drivers. You have people that go along to get along. And you have like brand name shoppers. Yeah, those four types. Those are those are four types actually. Right, 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 right. So brand name shoppers, they want to brag to their friends they got a they got a massage couch, an eight thousand dollar couch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a conversation piece. They wanna they wanna put it in the room and don't sit on it. You know what I mean? Don't sit on this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then you have the ones that are analytical, they want to know the exact specs, the exact you know, as far as it fitting into your, actually, you, you might, you, you would want to have those kind of shoppers because they don't use the return stuff because they know what they want. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they measure and they know what they want. You have drivers. Those are people that know what they want. They don't care. They don't want to see nothing else. They don't want to, you know, they looked online. They wanted to see it. And if they like it, they're going to buy it right then and there. They don't want to know all the questions and everything. They don't want, you know. Right. And then you have, you have people you can, you can almost, you could persuade them to, to get, you know, you know, almost what you want. Right, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Those are those easygoing uh, shoppers. That's good. I mean, everybody's a little bit of a mix of both. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I've also learned, you know, I'm, I'm not being chauvinist, but women do run the sale. Okay. Women okay. run the sale. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, because I think us guys, man, I think, I think if it wasn't for like women, we'd probably be living in boxes or something. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's true I'm telling you that's true <laughs> I've seen couples of that man families they be like baby just whatever you want yeah okay great okay yeah. <laughs> I'll keep you happy I'll keep you happy <laughs> I've seen that before right 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 now uh, I'll edit this out if, it, if, if you want me to uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a tougher question What's now up? the fact that you are, you know, the fact that you're in shape, the fact that you look yeah. young, the fact that you does that ever cause problems for you when you're selling to a couple? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, okay, that, no, no, you don't have to edit out at all. No, I'm gonna tell you what I do. I always keep my attention on the man. Okay. No matter what. Okay. No matter no matter how good the woman looks, no matter how, you know, no matter how, you know, I always look at the man first. Always. Yeah. Okay. You know, to show their respect. Right, 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 right. The man first. Right. Now I figured that would be challenging because, like you said, the woman runs the sale, but you you're having to give the man that attention. So I know that. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you got to, man. You gotta do that. Now, I know I have coworkers that I know, like we have some pretty women work there. They have a hard time selling the couples. Oh wow! Because they don't want. You know the, the the wife don't want the man. The man might like, let's get her. You know, right. <laughs> you know we getting him. Uh, you know, like, you know, I guess less attractive or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Right. I, it's, it, now it it works in my favor. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now as far as my people, you know, right, right. <laughs> it, it, I, I sell to a, a lot of a lot of sisters. You know that that helps out. Right, that helps right. But I'm gonna tell you something funny. Being that I'm a, you know, being I'm a black man and everything, I, you know, you have to be, 
you have to tailor your 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 sale to the person. You get what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. So what I mean by that is, if I'm dealing with somebody that seems like they're very comfortable talking to me, then I can I can be comfortable with them and just. And I'm not saying saying them crazy, but I'm saying like just being very nice. You know, just right, right. being you know letting them take their time. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Because um, most sisters, they're not drivers. I know people think they are, but they're not when it comes to furniture. They just want to, most of them really want quality. Mm -hmm. But they don't know how, they, sometimes they don't know how to, what to look for. You have okay. to show them what to look for. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't want to get into that. I was going to tell you about, you know, some races are, are you know, or, you know. Right, right, right. Like, I do have a hard time selling certain races. Okay, but it, it, you you you'll be amazed who it is. Okay, okay. Now we'll, we'll leave that one alone. We'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I will leave that one alone. But uh, I think that because I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, most most of our Caucasian brothers they think I play football. Oh, okay. okay. So that, that that gets me in. It helps out. They think I play sports. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it's not that. Right. But <laughs> it is some people. They are literally scared of me. Oh wow! Oh, no, no, no! Like no! It's like right. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no, I'm, I'm fine. No, <laughs> like, you can you can see them looking at the tag and everything. You can see the measure, look at the tag. Like, you guys, you guys need some help. You guys, I see, I see you guys like this piece. I'm like, no, 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 no! Like no. <laughs> okay, all right, my bad. <laughs> now, now uh, I got some generic questions now for you that I, that I ask of all our people. All right, yeah. uh, what book outside the Bible that has had the biggest impact upon your life? Ooh. Now, as you're thinking about that, also since you've been a salesperson, mm -hmm. is there separate question that we'll ask it, put them together? Is there a book on sales that has been the most helpful to you as well? So overall, what book outside the Bible has had the biggest impact? And then if you've read a sales book that helped you, you can throw that in there as well. Um, man, that's a good question. Man, because I've read a lot of books, but let me, let me, okay, let me say it like this. Um, I forgot the name of the author, man. It was three books that these books are old. They came out in the 80s, but I've got all three. And they're about Martin Luther King's life. And it goes into extreme detail about his life. And I've always, I've, lo I've loved it. I, I love that book. I've read that book, all three of them, maybe two or three different times a piece. Um, and the reason why, because on the surface of us not knowing, we know how hard his life was. I mean, he died. Sure. He died for his cause. But you don't know how hard his life was going into like, you know, like his whole upbringing. Right. Like, and what I mean by that, it takes a special person. You know, we, we always think we have hard lives now. You know, like I talk to young people because I work with young people too. You know, we have people, we have people in my job from their 20s all the way to their 60s, 70s. And um, a lot of young people take their lives for granted. And, you know, they, I always try to tell them like, man, you don't know how hard things were 20, 30, 50 years ago. Right. You know, you need to read more. But um, I would say those books influenced me a lot. Now, not just those books. I mean, I love, you know, I love political books, man. You know, I love political books. Uh, there's plenty of books I can name, man. I just, you know, I think that one is certain. Those three books. Now, I've been getting into a lot of, I've been getting into a lot of books about, uh, historical white flight lately like i have a book about it's called i think it's called uh, uh white flight in dixie yeah this one's called white flight in dixie okay. it's about how white flight happened in atlanta you know atlanta's always known as a black city right 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 <clears throat> but um their white flight started in the 60s okay you know, you know what i mean okay and um it just talks about how you know like basically atlanta the reason why it, it progressed so well is that the white business leaders uh, decided to, to integrate, you know, without without you know without hesitation. Right, 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 right. They right. Want, that, you know what? That's how Atlanta became like the capital of the South. 
and in turn, like the Black Mecca. You know what city was supposed to be the Black Mecca? Huntsville? It's close to Atlanta. It's right in the middle of the South. Memphis? No, not Memphis. Birmingham. Oh, wow. Okay. But, you know, things happen. Remember Bull Connor, all that, all that civil rights, you know, the civil rights struggle in Birmingham, the bombs. Birmingham is what it used to be. Birmingham, that's right. They, that sort of messed up their, you know, business as far as uh, locating there. Number two, they didn't finish I-20 in time in okay. Alabama. Okay. You know, because our, our interstate system is for commerce also. Right, 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 right. But uh, they didn't finish that in time. But I've but I, 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 I read that book too lately. I read a lot of musical books too, like musical autobiographies. You know, like I even bought them one about Scarface. Mm. You know, he said maybe that's why we bonded uh, because of the music. Well, no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I was talking about Dr. King. Okay. Where, yeah. Uh, yeah, I grew up. I grew up watching Dr. You know, reading Dr. King books, and you know, yeah. uh, there's really three people I studied. Well, four if you count Jesus. But I studied Dr. King, and and this is gonna sound weird, Bruce Lee. And yeah. Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Those are the three Bruce people. Bruce Lee's not weird, man, because, you know, you, he, man, you know, <laughs> he was a man. Right, right. You, did you see that once upon a time in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, made me mad, man. Yeah, the, fact, way, uh, yeah, the way he portrayed a man, I, I, think that, I think that was crazy, too, man. They shouldn't have did that. Yeah, I asked the, uh, the Kung Fu, I, I interviewed this guy called the Kung Fu Genius. And, oh, really? uh, and he's a martial arts black belt. Yeah. And he basically, uh, he was a Kung Fu black belt, a Wing Chun uh, black belt as well. Wow. And he basically said that, uh, that Tarantino won't admit it publicly, but he has a friend that Tarantino has a, he, because of Tarantino being close to that guy Carradine. Yeah. And remember how he had, he was killed, Bill? Yeah, and, David Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because yeah. of he being close to David Carradine, He's got an axe to grind against the memory of Bruce Lee. So that's why. I can see that because Bruce Lee was supposed to have that role for Kung Fu back, back right, then. Right, right, right. But right, they right, gave him right. Carradine because Carradine was, you know, was white back then. They didn't, they right. weren't ready for an Asian league, you know, in a, right, a show right, right. in the 70s. Well, they're trying to refute that and say that that wasn't true. You know, they always try to rewrite yeah. history, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but with all that in mind, man, um, and becoming now, now, now I'm talking about sales. Now, as far as sales, it's not a book, man. We, we we get a lot of training on sales too. We get a lot of training on sales. That has helped me a lot. I've had managers that helped me a lot. I've had managers that taught me what to say, as far as like when to say it. You know, like because one thing you can't be is aggressive. Okay. Not too aggressive, especially like I told you. You know, Eric, what are you six three? Yeah, six three. See, I'm six one, but okay. I'm still tall. But you know, you six one, you talk to somebody five five. Right, right, right. You can't right, stand right. over them, and you know you have to be. You know, right. It's almost like acting, man. Selling, selling is like acting. Mm -hmm. um, it's like being a good actor. That's good, man. I got, a, I got a, I got a coworker, man. This guy looks like a nondescript, normal guy, and but he, his voice. See, I still got that southern twang. He has like a radio voice, man, and he, he's our number one salesman. And he, man, he makes he makes buku money, like buku. Wow. Because he, he's so smooth. Right. He's like, like you'll walk in there. I've seen dudes, you'll walk in there. And you walk in there with your wife and your kids. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? Um, is there any way I can make this store smaller? I know you're overwhelmed. You know, you know you're going to be like. <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and then, like, when he talks about, like, the warranty and stuff, like, he'll get his warranty to get real low. Like, right. Hey, let me ask you something right quick. What is you know like? Do you have any pets? Do you have any kids? You know he has a he has a like he's actually from Canada. Wow! But he has a smooth voice. He's, he's our age. He's like 46, 47. and then he, wow. he's all gray though. So I'm gonna tell you something about sales too. When you have a lot of gray hair, that sort of helps because that, that gives you more of an authoritative look. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow! Because the younger kids have a harder time selling because they look like kids. Uh, so if you come to work, you got earrings in here, and they can see a tat on you or a tat right here. You're not gonna make any money. Wow. But if you come in there looking formal, the gray hair helps. You know what I mean? Amen. Yeah, um, amen. The presence, the neatness. You know, um, 
Because I do, I do have coworkers. Bro. I'm not throwing them on the bus. But some coworkers come in there like they slept in their clothes. I mean, I'm just, I do have coworkers look like that. Right, 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 right. Well, like I, I send my stuff to the cleaners every week. I probably spend two or three hundred dollars a month on cleaners. You know, smart, smart. Yeah, now, yeah man, but yeah. <laughs> like, now, become, become a discipline. We examine discipline or organization in the following areas and. Sean, I, uh, I have to repeat this for all my guests, so yeah. don't worry about it, all right? So we look at spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional yeah. intelligence, financial yes. discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Okay. Now, which of these do you consider? I'm going to read them to you again. Okay. So which of these do you consider your strong points? Which are areas that could use some work? And if okay. you've got a weak point, What's your plan in 2022 to take on your weak points? So let me read that's, it to you. That's good. that's good, man, actually. Yeah, listen for the strong point, listen for the weak point, and with the weak point, do you have a plan? So we have spirituality, mental discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, yeah. home, and data organization. Which of these is the strong points, which is the so, weak point, and what can use some work? So strong point, of course, would be physical. Discipline, okay. but another discipline I, I've gotten strong at because you have to out here in the city is time management. You have to have time management. You live, you live, you live in the city. Uh, what I mean by that is you have to manage your day every day. You can't, you can't leave anything up to chance when you live in a big city. Well, you know, you live in DC, so right. you know when you okay, like coming from Jackson, Mississippi to Dallas, I knew in Jackson. I can get in my car, 10 minutes before I'd be at work and get to work on time. Mm. But this is how my day goes every day. I'm going to tell you. Real, okay. I had to be working at 11.30 a.m. I know in my mind I need to go to bed by 11.30 or 12 p.m. I mean, you know, you know that, that night. Right. I need at least seven hours of sleep so I can, so I can be focused, sharp, you know. Also, if I want to go to the gym, I need to have my clothes on, ready to go at eight, by 8 o'clock. Because I know I want to spend an hour, hour and a half there. Maybe two if I feel good. So I, I know I want to sit in the sauna. I know I want to do these body parts. You know what I mean? Right, I got, right, right. They leg day. I know I want to do my legs day. I know that's going to take a little more than doing the chest or shoulders or whatever. Um, I know I have to leave my house 30 minutes before I have to get to work, even though I might be early. But that's just a habit. I need to leave my house at 11 o'clock a.m. Okay. I need to fill my tank up because when you live out in the city, you don't want to work. You don't. You don't cut. You know, thin ice like I'm gonna put five. Well, you can't do it anyway. You know, that was back in the day when we were young. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't put ten dollars in the tank and, and, and I'll be good for the week. I always fill my tank up. I know every Sunday uh, on the second Sunday, I, could, I need to fill my tank up no matter what. But that has became a strong point for me because it had to. Mm. You know, now weaker points, I'm not going to lie to you, my spirituality, because I tend to question everything. Um, my finances are better because I make more money because I'm working, but I do want a house. But I'm going to tell you something crazy about it here in Texas. It's getting so expensive here. Remember how D.C. was we, back in the day? Right, right. right. Texas now. So all the Californians are moving to Texas. So let's say six years ago, you could buy a house for like 170 That same house is now 400000 like it, it, everybody's moving here. Areas, everybody's moving here. Wow, 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 wow. Dallas Fort Worth has eight million people now. Wow. Wow. Like, everybody's moving here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know my my favorite podcast, Joe Rogan, has moved there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's leaving California, man. I'm serious. I dude, I, I sell furniture. I would say three out of ten people I sell furniture to, they just came to California. Mm. And they talk about man, it, it's you would think they out there like like it's a war, like it was a war going on out there. Like they, hey man, hey, hey man, we're glad we left. We, we, we got out of there. We got out like they. <laughs> but um, yeah, my um, I could work on my um spirituality definitely, man. And um, I'm gonna tell you like this: my emotional intelligence. I'm not 100 percent there, but I've came such a long way. Right. Well, you know, you know, you know my story, man. You know, you know right. when we were young. I mean, I used to beat myself in the head over that for years. But now I guess they come through time and age. 
I become a lot more calm with life. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen, bro. Because Amen. you can't, you have to. You know, sure. you know, it's either it's either survive, thrive, or you know, or sink. You know, sink. You know, right, right, right. But, um, like I said, I can. I need to work on my spirituality. What? Whoa, whoa, what was what was another one, man? It was another one. What was the other? One? Oh, I said spirituality, mental yeah. discipline, physical discipline, emotional intelligence, financial discipline, time management, and home and data organization. Okay, home and data organization. I had to get that straight. That's that. That's another. That was a weak point for me too. That's good because that, there, there was a time I was I was free. You know, always free. Like you know, things don't take care of themselves. But when you get older, man, especially if you by yourself, you have to take care of everything. Right, right, right. You are right. you are your you're your captain of your destiny, no matter what. You know. Right. Well, you since you mentioned that, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. I can delete this if you want me to delete it. All right. Yeah, no, so in case I get any questions over here in Virginia, all right? Yeah. Or in case I get any, any comments, all right. Do you have any plan? Are, are you even open to the idea of marriage, Brother Sean? Yeah, you, I, I, uh, I, I wanna be married. Okay, all right. Um, my problem, man, I think I'm gonna be real with you. Uh-huh. I think my problem was when I was in my 30s, I was in love with somebody that, that didn't love me the same and that hurt that hurt me. Wow. You know, wow. We, we shacked up, we 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 lived together for four years. We we dealt with each other off and on for like about 12 years, 13, about no, about 13 years, off and on. Okay. okay. And I I I you know. Man, I, I messed over a lot of good women because of her. You know what I mean? I'm just being real. I've right, had some right, right. I, I should have been married to. Wow. I should have married the girl I moved out here, you know, when I when I came, when I moved out here. Wow, wow, you wow. Know, I, I have I have regrets, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, especially, you know, you we we're approaching fifty. It's coming. Like it's, I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. <laughs> it's right right around the corner. I know I know I might look in shape, but I'm telling you, wake up in the morning. Because I had a bad back, yeah. And one time the guy he hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like he hurt a brother bad. You know, but uh, but I mean, you know, but but I, I there was two times where I needed to perform on stage, and yeah. he fixed me where yep. I could perform. You know, so man, dude, it, it, it man, it, I'm telling you, it feels so good, man. Yeah, you feel like a new man. Yes, yes. If you get the right one, if you get the right yeah. one, it could be amazing. But uh, now you mentioned Atlanta, man. Let me ask you a question. What's that? Uh, let me ask something. That, let me ask you about your fraternity brother. Uh, you being a single man, all right. What is your perspective on Kevin Samuels? What, what What are your thoughts? Have you ever checked out any of the podcasts? Yeah, I have. I, I actually, man, I I was following Kevin Samuels, man, when he was actually on when we were working with dudes, like like he was critiquing guys. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So. The first time I heard Kevin Samuels was actually, I want to say January or February of 2020, like right before the pandemic hit. All right. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you good and bad. The good thing is this, man. I agree with him. Um, I would say I agree with him by maybe 75% because I'm, I'm on a dating scene, man. It's hard out here, man. Right. Um, and in this new age, the way... I, I'm trying to I'm trying to word my words carefully, you know. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I hear you, brother. <laughs> so, you are talking to just as a reminder, you are talking to a thousand people. You ain't just talking to me. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. So I think because of social media has killed dating, honestly. Right, right. Really bad. Number two, a lot of a lot of women, I don't know if you well, yeah, yeah, you're on social media too. A lot of women do a lot of filters and all that stuff, and they think they really look like that. You know right. what I mean? Like right. they, they scan, they contour their nose and all that, and, you know. Right. And and they tend to like, man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this, me being single, me living in a big city, I've never seen so many women that like to go out in their forties and fifties that still like to go out. Wow. I'm talking about clubbing, I'm talking about like out out. Right, 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 right. Like right. you can tell them, hey, hey, let's go let's go to dinner. It's not a treat, I got you. Right. Or me and my girl going here on Friday and well, what about Saturday? Well, I'm going here on Saturday. 
But then those will be the same women talking about there's no good, there's no good men. Mm. I, I, so Kevin Samuels, I've seen what he's talking about. When you live in a city, I've seen that. Okay. Um, now, I, I, I like him, man. He, he just, he's a little raw now. <laughs> but, I mean, why do they call his show? They must, uh, if somebody going to talk about me like that, I wouldn't call his show. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. right. Especially when, when, you know, when they be like, I'm an eight. No, you ain't. You're a four. Like, <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> I don't 100% agree with that. Because, you know, you, you have to be a little more gentle, you know. But right, but right. I know why he does that because I think because in his mind and a lot of guys' mind, being gentle, that tends to baby that person. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like they really think they got it like that or they look like that. Right, 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 right. And um, a lot of women hate them because they can't, you know. I don't know if you remember that guy. I'm, I'm going to tell you what else helped help, help Kevin Samuels out also. I don't know if you remember what's that guy name? Big, big, big dude, big dating coach, big guy. I forgot his name. Yeah, uh, Jackson, was, uh, Derek Jackson. Yes, yes, yes. The guy who got uh, downfall probably helped Kevin Samuels. Right, right, right. Because he, he, his, his, his stick was like, women can do no wrong. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to go above and beyond as a man. And I'm gonna tell you something, man. I, you know, I've been romantic. I've went above and beyond. Or sometimes I don't work for certain women. Right. You no, know, right. why is it? Right. Okay. Now, question. Um, you mentioned something. I want to let's backtrack a little bit before we get out of here. You mentioned something about a sauna. Question: yeah. How how much time when you do sauna time? Do yeah. You, uh, how many minutes do you do in the sauna, and then how many days a week do you do the sauna? So I go to the sauna. I usually go. I usually go. Okay, so sometimes I'll go. Like let's say I get off work at eight. I'll go over at eight thirty because my general close at eleven, and um. I might sit in there an hour off and on. Okay. Now, I can't sit in there an hour straight because, you know, you know, you, things could happen because you got to right. keep yourself hydrated. So I'm going to say, I say when I go to the sun, I probably go three, four times a week, about three times a week, more like three. And I probably stay there at least 30 minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm, now, also, I'm sorry. For your workouts, do you do chest and back at the same time or chest and triceps? Or do you do biceps? How do you break out your workouts? When you so, said, when you mentioned right doing now, body work, part. I'm on, I'm on a pretty tough workout. But I, I'm noticing that my advanced age, actually, I, I used to do this workout about 12 years ago. Now, when I was able to, 12 years ago, I was able to flow through it. Right. And now I take my time, I'm older, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself. So this workout, uh, one day it's chest, shoulders, and tries. Then it's back, traps, and biceps. Like pull, it's really like push, pull, legs. Okay. It's push, pull, legs. That's basically what it is. Okay. Push, pull, and legs. Okay. Um, and what I mean by push, you know, bench, shoulders, and tries. Push. Okay. okay. Pull is like back, you're pulling. Right, right, and right. And muscles, pull, and traps, you're pulling. See? You're pulling. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> legs, I do deadlift, squats. I still try to squat, man, because... At one time, I was top heavy. All right. <laughs> you know, this is back in the rock when, you know, rock first came out and all that. You know, I want to be, everybody wanted a super big upper body, you know, like. Right, 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 right. You got right. to hit the legs, man. You're going to look crazy. You got to hit the legs. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. I got the ball. I, I, I see guys jump all the time, man. They don't, they don't hit the legs, man. You got to hit the legs. Amen. But now that we're getting older, like I told you, I wrap my knees no matter what. Right. Because I don't want to hear that crunch sound. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much aerobics do you do? Do you just do basketball for aerobic, or do you I do, do basketball? Like- man, I got, I, man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Now, one thing about I miss about back home, I used to do boot camp back home, and I was in the best shape of my life. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. I mean, I was going there four days a week. I'm tomorrow. This is like straight up functional strength. Like, you ever heard of F45? No, never. So they got. They, it's, I think it's. All, I, I'm sure it's in Virginia too. They got something called F45. It's like functional training for 45 minutes, but it's okay. like um, it's like franchise. So I used to do something like that, but it was a boot camp. Okay. Like I'm talking about a bunch of jumping, running, push. Man, I was I literally was two. That's, that's why I was only two on five, two ten when I came out here because okay. I was still doing that. Um, 
you know, that, 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 that I, I don't do as much aerobics as I used to. I ain't gonna lie to you, as I should. I play basketball twice a week. That's my aerobics. But I try to use the sauna as, as cardio, too. You know what I mean? Because you do sweat all pounds. Right, so, right, right. More like yeah, more yeah. yeah, Dr. Rhonda Patrick says that if you do sauna for at least 20 minutes, that it's like a low, uh, a low aerobic workout where it, it'll elevate your heart rate to, uh, to like a, a nice walk. Yep. It's like a nice walk. So it's relaxing too, man. You know, let's say, I know you don't, you know, I know you don't partake in the, I don't think you partake in the spirits. Do you? No, 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 not at all. Not at let's all. Let's say you did partake in spirits, you go to the sauna, it's going to be out of your system probably within 20, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. Like wow, you'll wow. it out, you know. Wow. Or uh, let's say you ate bad. You know, that'll help out too. Okay. Okay. Well, I am the DMX of carbohydrates. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> but uh, question, man, when you're at the sauna, what degree do you have the sauna on? I mean, what well, degree? Sauna, is like I noticed, it. I think the dry sauna is hotter. I want to say it was at 180. Okay. I think the wet sauna is like at 130. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's yeah, good exactly. to know. The gym, I go to Lifetime. So the gym I go to is like, they have a wet sauna and a dry sauna. Okay. Okay. But I mean by wet sauna, steam, straight steam. You okay. Know? And then dry is just you sitting there, you're gonna sweat on your own. It's just hotter than that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I do one sixty for twenty minutes four down four times a week. So Oh good, man. Good. Yeah. Where where'd you yeah. go? Uh, just a YMCA. I'm, uh, I don't have the, the expensive one, but uh, but the YMCA is pretty close. I live out in the middle of nowhere now. So uh, Carolyn County, right? Carolina yeah, Carolina County. County, the home of the lovings. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the home you of the lovings. Woodbridge, right? Uh, well, we moved down from Woodbridge in 2004. Oh, you've so, been out there that long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been out here that long, man. It's been a while. Because my brother, my brother, I told you, my brother moved to Atlanta. In July, he he's in Woodbridge. Okay. Well, Kim's little brother lives in in Atlanta now. Okay, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, Kim's little brother lives in Atlanta now. Now, Sean, where can people find you and, and your furniture store in Texas? And what days of the week do they need to come in to get Sean Bowser? Uh, you can find me. I'm there. Uh, I'm off Mondays and Fridays. Okay. So I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. And what's the name of the furniture store? It's called NFM, or it's short for Nebraska Furniture Mart. Okay. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you need to do. Go on YouTube, or tell tell, tell the listeners. Go on YouTube and look. Just Google NFM Texas. You know, you'll see. You'll see how big it is. It's huge, man. Okay. Okay. We will I, I definitely. Love, I love working there. I've been working there. Like I said, I've been working there five years. It's probably the best job I've had, man. Seriously. That's awesome. And That's um, awesome. you know, it is. It, it's. it's I have a I have a very nice middle class life now because of that job. Honestly, that's nice. <laughs> yes, that's nice. Man. I'm that's just nice. being honest. I'm being real. Like, you know, I mean, you have to sell though. You know, you have to sell. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. Now, now, does it ever get a little dicey or competitive among your fellow coworkers? Oh, yeah, yeah, competitive. yeah, yes. Because we don't we don't use the up system. You hunt for your food. Okay. What I mean by that, you walk around and ask people for help. Mm. You don't, you don't, it's not like, hey, it's your turn. You get to go see what they want. You know, right. you have to be a go-getter. You have to be, you, you can't sit back and not say anything. You're not going to, close mouths don't get fed. Mm. That's good to know. That's good you to have, know. You have to, you have to walk up, even if, even if you don't want to. You might be uncomfortable. You might be shy. I'm going to tell you something. One thing that this job has helped me, it helps me become, a, it helped me become a better speaker talking to people you know like and it also helped me i know this is funny it helped it helped my my accent a little bit okay <laughs> you know, coming from mississippi i was like man no man you know uh, yeah. you know i couldn't i can't do that you know you have to open your mouth to speak <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's good now, i can do that if you're from if you're from mississippi alabama and, and uh, we've been talking i could probably you know switch it back to that a little bit but I have to, um, I have to talk a little, you know, more, you know. Enunciate. <laughs> enunciate and pronounce. That's right. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. But not to the point where it's fake. You know, I can't be like, hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen, man. Amen. No, so no Brian Gumble. You're not going the Brian Gumble route yet, right? <laughs> I, man, if I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, my dear brother, we can't thank you enough for coming on. You didn't have to do this. You didn't need to do this. We truly appreciate it. You have the last word. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? And just so you know, our audience is, I call them the Get Better Club. They're okay. 30 to 55 year olds, and they're just trying to become a better version of themselves. Any closing thoughts for our audience? Hey, I, I, one thing I got to say, I like that. What you just said, you have, every day I try to be a better version of myself. You know, I came a long way. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and what I would say to your listeners is that, like what you just said, just always become a better, better version of yourself. You know, it, it's not going to be overnight. You know, it might take some time, but you know, if you're going through anything hard time, I, I, I've learned that life does get better. I, I've learned that personally, that life does get better. Amen. If you enjoyed Sean Bowser as much as we did, we ask you to check him out at the Nebraska Furniture Mart in Dallas, Texas.